Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Breaks Radio. And uh it's it's been a rough week. I'm one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I'm joined by my brother Baylor the Great. What's going on? Yo, 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 what up, people? <laughs> welcome to the Breaks Radio. And uh, I mean, there's no, there's honestly no good way to kind of jump into this, but we we got to talk talk about. It. I know me and you, Baylor, both have respectively done episodes on it, um, and got some of that emotion out. I know I needed to um, myself, um, and you know, I texted you after the news, and for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, Kobe Bryant and his daughter and seven other people passed away in the helicopter crash. Um, I guess like the place where to start off with is. Where were you when you heard the news, Baylor? I was actually leaving. Um, I was leaving my mother's in uh, my mother in law uh, job, and so I was actually talking to. I was actually talk, talking to a fellow podcaster <laughs> about business, and then a phone call. Uh, it, it, excuse me, it dropped, and then um, so I waited on him to call me back. In between that time, I started getting a gang of text messages, and in my group chat, I'm seeing, I'm just seeing the words pop up like, "Wow, this can't be true. This is crazy." So I'm thinking something happened with AB Antonio Brown, right? Mm-hmm. So I go in the group chat and I see the picture that everybody's seen the TMZ picture post. And as soon as I looked at it and started to do, I did my Googles. Then that's when I started getting other text messages and phone calls. But it wasn't just from the city. You know, this was out of state phone calls and stuff like that. So then I started to get worried. Then that fellow podcaster called back um, and didn't know. And I was like, look, I got to call you back. Um and then on the way home, I had to stop and get some gas. And I remember, and like when my wife called me, as soon as I seen that, my wife had called. I mean, what my wife was calling. That's when I really broke down because I already knew what she was going to say. She was going to say, is this true? And that's exactly what she said. As soon as I picked up, she said, is this true? And I said, I don't know. Uh, and then by the time I got home, um, it was confirmed. And just the rest of the day, uh, just like Nip, I try to keep myself busy. So I started washing the car, um, uh, went to the grocery store, started cooking dinner, washing clothes, stuff that I normally do during the week, but I was doing it in one day. Um, and then the I, I, I want to say the, the knockout was um, when she came to me and she said, yeah, um, his daughter was on there with him. Uh, and then that's when, you know, I lost it then. Yeah. And it's just been like, you know, I've gotten better. I've gotten better since then, but it's just, it's real, it's ugly out here, man. It's real ugly. And Miss Mary Almonte um, is in the building. Mary, we just started and we were, uh, Baylor was sharing where he was when he heard the news. So where, where were you when you heard the news about what happened with Kobe and his daughter? You're on mute. Okay, better. Uh, (laughs) So on Sunday, I actually was shooting um, a sizzle reel for another show that I do. Um, And so, you know, when you're shooting something, you're kind of off the grid (laughs) from the world. And basically, we were switching locations. And then so when I was in the car switching locations, it was my first time looking at my phone. And so I saw that I had gotten like a million text messages and uh, much like Baylor was just describing, everybody was like, is this true? And 
So I thought it was a hoax because I haven't gotten any news alert about it yet. It was like I the first thing I did was check Twitter because that's kind of where I get all my news mm -hmm. and I didn't see anything. So I was like, oh, it can't be like, I don't know why my brain didn't even entertain that that could have been true. So I was like, we just I mean, what's crazy about it is that obviously, you know, LeBron had just passed his record. And LeBron spent like fucking 20 minutes talking to the press just about how much of an inspiration Kobe was. And I had just saw Kobe's tweet congratulating LeBron in, you know, just that morning. So it was like he was so top of mind for me that day. And I'm sure for everyone, you know, who isn't under a rock that it kind of was like, yeah, this can't be true. Like I sort of just dismissed it. Like it must be, you know, whatever, like trash talk or something crazy because of, you know, what just happened. And then uh, my husband called me. And my husband is a diehard Laker fan and Kobe is his all time favorite player. Mm. Um, and I just heard the tone of his voice and knew right away. Yeah. And he was inconsolable. I mean, honestly, like I've seen my husband cry three times in life and that was the third. And the first time was when his mom died. And the second was when my son broke his leg. So if that gives you any indication of like the level of seriousness this is for him you know um and yeah so i had to continue on shooting um you know my what i was shooting what i was filming and the mood just was killed all together for everybody um and then we got the news while we were filming that his daughter was there you know on the on the helicopter with him and then that was just we had to call it a wrap we couldn't even continue. Um, and I just want to also say that never have I been such a victim of irresponsible journalism as I have been that day. I mean, first it was like, was he really dead? Was he not? Then it was five people were on. Then it was nine people. Then it was his, all of his kids were there. Then it was just the one. Yo, and I mean, then they tried to kill my boy Rick Fox too. Exactly. Damn. <laughs> So I don't know. I feel like I've, I mean, you know, you hear fake news and all this shit, but like that day, I truly felt like people need to be held accountable for that bullshit. Cause it was like, they were really playing with our emotions. Like you can't just be reporting shit until it's absolutely confirmed and solid. Cause I didn't know where to turn, who to believe, what to believe. It was really fucked up. So, but anyway, it's been an awful couple of days since. Honestly, I feel like it's gotten worse instead of better. I actually just left my daughter's high school basketball game, which had broke out into a Kobe chant, and I damn near cried. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, look, we're in New York on the other side of the country, and it's felt here too. Just the impact he had was was crazy. And the love between him and his daughter, it's like, I don't know if I should be comforted or more upset that they died together. You know what I mean? Because it's like imagine if it were only him his daughter would be destroyed but then you know i don't know it's just so much right now you so. know you know what I'm, I'm glad you brought that up and and just before you go hayes um my, my co-worker uh older gentleman that's actually from new york by the way he um we we talk every monday morning um and he said, you know, like when you see these videos and these pictures of them together they're, they're like they're always together those two are always together. Mm -hmm. And he said, he was like, and he got spiritual on me. He said, the Lord had to take both of them. You can't mm -hmm. just take one. You yeah. can't because they were so. They were soulmates. Yeah. They were. Yeah. They, yeah. And uh, for me, it was, I was sitting at the computer and I saw it come up like, and I don't know if you guys remember now, it was like a year or two where it was a report going around for a while that Kobe died in a car accident. 
And that that lasted for like two, three hours before it was like, nah, Kobe's okay. So like my immediate thought was like, motherfuckers that especially when it was TMZ reporting before anything. It wasn't on CNN, it wasn't on anything. I'm like, oh Kobe's all right. I'm I'm gonna go back to work. And then you keep getting it. And I was getting texts and I'm like, oh shit, is this for real? And then as I started going looking for it, it's like, no, this is real. And it hit me then. It was like, damn. And I I I hated Kobe as a player for a long time, not because he was bad or anything like that, because he was so good. He used to kill my team every time they played him. But I respected his competitiveness. And like towards the second half, the back half of his career is when I really, really became a Kobe fan and was able to appreciate him. And then when the news came that it that his daughter was in playing with him, like like Baylor said, you both said it made sense because they're always since he retired. If you see him, you basically see her. Um yep. And it was just like as a as a father and like me and my daughter are damn near inseparable. It's like man, it it just it hits you in in a in a weird place. Yeah, yeah. And, and you said it's kind of gotten worse. Um, and you know I, we we had the day of mourning where everyone was kind of in shock, and then afterwards it was everyone kind of celebrating his life and the tributes and everything. And then since then, like. Now we're getting people on the news saying, well, should we be celebrating him or should we also be talking about the fact that he was complicated with the rape case? And it's just like, there we go with that. Exactly. It's like the whole rape charge was a a small part of what was a 20 year career. Like, like, and I get it. I get it as journalists. Like, if you want to report on that, report on that being part of his overall life and X, Y, Z. But at the same time, it was nine people who died in this and a man died with his daughter. And I could never imagine being in a situation, and me and Bailey were talking before we started recording, it's like even if it was a split second that he realized they weren't going to make it out of this and you're with your child, that, that, that I can't imagine that pain. I know. Yeah. I just hope and pray that that wasn't the case. It seems like things kind of went left very quickly. Yeah. Um, and that's the only, like, I hang on to that to try to give myself some kind of comfort because imagining as a parent being with your kid and knowing that, shit's going down like and there's nothing you can do like honestly i really i personally hate flying <laughs> for that yeah like me too. the one time in life where you are in no control whatsoever yeah. like you are giving it to god <laughs> so yeah i i don't even want to think about that like for real well let's uh to kind of end on um, positivity on uh, our favorite Kobe moments or thoughts or memories, if you can have one, Mary, you you live in New York. He had some great performances at the Garden. So, uh, who wants to go first on this one? Well, how about I sent my husband to that game that he broke that record in the Garden? Oh wow! Um, at the time, I was working in you know advertising, and uh, I was a client of the Garden. Um, and I got my husband and one of his buddies box seats. And it's funny because I was about to go with him, but then I was like, you know what? He should go with, you know, one of the fellas who would really appreciate it, you know, whatever, because I was not a Knicks or Laker fan like that. So yeah. And my husband still talks about that being like one of the highlights of his life. (laughs) No joke. Like, I think that's what made him realize he was going to marry me. No, I'm kidding. But, (laughs) but, um, yeah, but yeah. So like, and honestly to be, there's so much really to admire about his career. And I'm not going to front, like as a woman, I was mad at him with that rape shit. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, he has this beautiful wife and he has the nerve to step out on her. But I feel like he's such an example of he's such an example of not letting setbacks set him back. Right. Like, 
I mean, even when he had his rookie year and shot up those air balls in the playoffs, he used that to fuel him to come back and be better. I mean, be the best, fuck better. And I feel like after that whole bullshit with the rape charge, he came back and showed everybody what the fucking ideal husband and father really was. So to me, he more than redeemed himself for everything um, with the, the man that he became in the end. And so, I mean, another, you know, poignant moment for me will always be that last game that he had. I mean, his speech was not for nothing. You could tell it was off the dome and he couldn't have said it any better. I mean, he really went out with class and, you know, just a true class act. So yeah. I don't know. And then dear basketball. I mean, come on. Like yeah. it deserved the Oscar. You know what I mean? And like, I, I'm honestly saddened that, you know, it seemed like he was really in his second career as a storyteller. I mean, I saw an interview where he said that he actually loved storytelling more than basketball, if that was even possible. So for him to have said that, I'm really, really, I don't know, disappointed not to have seen where that was going to go. But he left us with a lot and he left us an example of how of how to aspire to be as a person, no matter what field of field or career or walk of life we're in. So, yeah. I don't know. There you go, Baylor. Um, for me, it had to be the uh, the last his last game, uh, mainly because <clears throat> not just because he put up sixty, but it took him sixty shots, and that's like well, that's the Kobe way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's going to shoot the damn rock. But a gem that was dropped on a, on on the podcast, and I kind of heard it before, but I didn't know if it was true or not. So when he went to the free throw line to get you know, 59 and 60. Um, when he was shooting the second free throw, uh, Gordon uh, put his foot in the lane for a violation just in case he missed it. So he would get the shot again just in case he missed it. Um, and again, that just shows you that they influence the impact that he had on the players. You know, I grew up with him. If you didn't grow up with him, you watched him grow, you know, and he's four he, four years older than me, um, and it's just it hurt, man. He was a he was LA's child. I mean, he might have been born in Philly, raised in Italy, but we adopted him, and he never left. Um, every time. <laughs> That's all right, bro, man. Let it out. I know. I'm gonna cry now too. Damn, Baylor. <laughs> Every time I get off the phone with y'all, what's the one thing that I say? Be safe out here. I'm a Laker fan. We got 16 championships. I'm good. If you told me we can get those nine lives back and my franchise will never win again, I'm good. Yeah. I feel it, man. Oh, that one hurt. And when you just look down at your daughters, you know, um, it's, it's scary. It's yeah. scary because you just never know. And and he is the prime. If, if this, if you haven't had any example prior to this, this is the example of be with your family as much as possible, you know, because even though a lot of people have been saying, you know, he's lived a, a, a great life, you know, at 41, but he was starting another life and, and that was involving his kids, you know? And that's that's the part that hurts the most, man. We lost 
within 10 months, we lost three legends, you know, as far as the city of LA, we lost one of the most iconic directors, film directors. We lost Nip and we lost Kobe. And that hurts right there, man, because all three of those influence the culture, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. important, important messages. Yeah. And, and nobody, and neither one of them was perfect. Like Murray said, he wasn't perfect. But name somebody that is. Yeah. There's niggas yeah. out here that cheat every day, mm-hmm. you know? And, and Nib had a back, a game-banging background. So it's like it, nobody is perfect, but where they tried to transition into, it was it was stopped. And, and, and it hurts a lot because we knew that, that they, their messages, their impact, their influence was going to put the battery in our back to be a better us. Yeah. Because yeah. as black people, as black people, or even just as a human race in general, some of us need that. And like I said, we looked up to him. He was 17 years old coming into the league. I was a freshman in high school. So I watched his mistakes, but I also watched his growth. He turned into this cocky, arrogant asshole, into this cocky, arrogant asshole with a family that he loved. <laughs> and he loved everybody. Yeah. And And the most important thing that he did in basketball was he talked about women in basketball. Like it was NBA basketball, you know, and he passed the torch to Braun, something that wasn't passed on to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he knew what he was doing. I mean, that what you just said right there, that's the part to me that I think we all really need to take away from it. Hopefully he was intentional with his actions and it seemed like from a really young age. Yeah. And I think that's what we, first of all, as a people are missing Um, you know, you need to know what you are looking to accomplish and then work hard as fuck to get there and then map out your next move. You know what I mean? I feel like that's something I always admired about him, whether you loved him or hated him. And I'm sure everyone, most people had moments where they did both (laughs) for reasons like you said, Hayes, where it's like, damn, he's fucking killing our team, you know, but whatever it and the cockiness, you know, sometimes people don't appreciate it, but he was intentional and he was a hard worker. And I think that's something rare to find these days, especially. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. yeah. Well, it's going to be really hard to switch gears um, <laughs> after that. Um, but let's, let's, let's try to pick the energy back up and, and get into our kind of our, our normal topics. Anything left before we, we do that? I want to make sure everybody got a chance to really get everything that was on their heart off. Yeah, I'm good. You good? Yep. Yeah, man. Well, to get into the news, I wish we could get into something positive, but and not just silly. But this thing with with Nicki Minaj, her husband, and Meek Mill, like I don't know if they were at like a clothing store, but I, 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 it was jewelry stores. I think that's what it was. And this argument that broke out, and being on video, like this just looks stupid. Like, and I, and the funny thing is, because our next topic after this is talking about Nicki Minaj's brother, which the news came out for that just a couple of days later. I wonder if she was on high alert because she knew that this was that that news was coming with her brother being sentenced uh, to jail. Because that just we've seen Nicki and, and Meek in the same place before, and it, it never broke out to something like this. What do you think? Mary? But was she with her boo? That's true. Yeah, That's yeah, true. yeah. But the stories don't, don't add up though, because I don't know. I don't know who who started it or not. So I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to rush and say it was on her side. Even though what you what you just said made a great point, of course she got the information ahead of time mm-hmm. about her brother. So that's going to you know that's gonna flare up some some feelings. Your boo is there. 
Your ex is over there standing in the corner. From her camp reporting, he was eyeballing and stuff like that and approached them. And then from his camp, you know, the husband approached me. And and it's like, come on, man. It's, <laughs> this is like high school stuff, man. But I will say this. I do feel like, and I don't know this, and I don't have any, so, you know, this is just my opinion based on things I've seen and read and observed. I don't think Meek is over the breakup. Um, in his little documentary, which was well done, by the way, it's it, he basically kind of admitted to being like on drugs during his relationship with her. And you know what I mean? So when you know in your heart that you fucked something up, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's kind of hard to really move on from it, even when you move on from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of do feel like maybe with that circumstance and then seeing her with her new husband might have triggered something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's just a bad look. Like, overall, just to... Be, and of course it gets caught on on camera because what doesn't get caught on camera nowadays but um it's just it just seems silly right it just seems silly like they, they've been broken up for it, it has to be like almost five years at this point like at least three if not longer than that right yeah so um, well, he probably he probably he probably does miss her though i mean it was it seemed like it seemed like he was more invested into that relationship than she was that's true yeah so you know feelings you can't you can't control the feelings especially if you probably was the one that you know it was the uh, you was the cause of it so yeah, true, mm-hmm. true um but nikki's staying in the, in the topics when we go into our next topic and her brother was sentenced uh to what 25 to life uh, for raping his 11 year old stepdaughter over the course of two years i have been well documented on my solo podcast over how i do not believe in sympathy for rapists. So I have no feelings towards this at all. I'm glad that it got discovered. It sucks that, of course, that she had to go through that. I couldn't only imagine, but throw him under the jail for all I care. Right. I just hope they have fun with him in jail. Oh, yeah, for sure. For real. I mean, did you read any of the details of the raping? Yeah. Like he was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I specifically me didn't mention him, but yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, terrible. What the fuck? Anyway. It's some sick motherfuckers out here. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But all right, let's let's move into the, out, <laughs> off that. Um next news is a lot more positive. Nas, DMX, Gangstar, and the Locks are going on tour. Uh the rap the gods of rap tour. What do you guys think about this? Nope. It's like New York to me. <laughs> I definitely yeah. know. As soon Not as they there. come to LA, yep. I mean <laughs> When the locks came, it was like I bought the highest ticket so I could. Um, well, I, if I would have bought the cheapest ticket, you, I probably would have been closer. Which I'm still pissed off about that. But I actually got. <laughs> yo, look, let me tell you, Mary. I'm a huge Jada Kids fan. For me to actually talk to the man that I, I admire, that was enough. But I, I, I wasted fifty five dollars by thinking I was doing something special. I could have spent half of that and been down there with the mosh pit. Mm-hmm. Um. But having them plus Nas and the and oh man, I'm just about to. I might throw in some Carl Canard, <laughs> right? Some Pele Pele. Yeah, I'm in there. I'm in there. This Bust out deep. the Averex. Man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like a like I get it, and I, I don't know how big this is gonna be, how big the tour is gonna be, but just to see this lineup for people of our generation. It, this is it. Like yeah. the only other thing they could really add to it is Jay Z, which I know he's not mm-hmm. going to. But if if Jay Z was added to uh, this tour, and this would have been like ten years ago, biggest tour possibly ever. Right. 
But you yeah. know what though? Shout out to shout out to the locks because when I went to that concert, they brought out Raekwon, they brought out Uncle Murder. So you never know which individual act will, you know who they would bring. That's what's up. Yeah. That's, yeah if Nas it, pulled off bringing out Jay Z, oh, that yeah. would be crazy. Yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> you got to think when they go to New York, it, it's, there's a chance that that may happen. Right. That would be crazy. Yeah, that would be crazy. Uh well, let's get into our last topic before we get into the break. And there is, well, no, we got two more. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. So the 2020 Grammys happened, unfortunately happened uh, the same day as a tragedy. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the awards live. I did not. Um, I actually didn't didn't think about the fact that they were on until after the fact. But uh, we got some interesting snubs here. So, like, Song of the Year went to Billie Eilish. (laughs) (laughs) How does that that not go to Lizzo? Like, Truth Hurts was literally, I, I don't know. I don't know. Album of the year also went to Billy Eilish. Uh, That's the green hair girl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just it's white people. <laughs> Grammy so <laughs> white. Grammy so white. Um, For real. Best R and B uh, performance went to Anderson Pac and uh, Andre Three Thousand with "Come Home," which I I, I feel that. Um, I feel it too, but I was surprised by that. Actually, were you? I was like, oh, oh, oh. yeah. Okay. It was dope, though. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely dope. Um, best. R&B song went to Say So by P.J. Morton? Yeah. What is That's that? Interesting. How does that I, I win over know. No Guidance? Like, seriously, how does that win over No Guidance? Yeah. I don't know about that one. Best R&B <laughs> album went to Anderson Pac again with Ventura. We really reviewed that album highly on that one. Any thoughts on that? I thought it was good. I I, I think I'm with Mar- I'm still surprised, but I thought it was good. <laughs> <All right>. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Best rap song went to a lot. Twenty One Savage and J Cole. Surprised by that one? I was. Yeah, I'm a yeah. yeah. I'm super surprised about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised it didn't go to the baby. Um, but yeah. Best rap album: Igor, Tyler the Creator. That's not a rap album though. I know. Whatever. The uh, so who else was what else was nominated in this? So who do you guys think should have went out of what was nominated? Or maybe something else. It was Revenge of the Dreamers three, Championships by Meek Mill. I am, I was, Twenty One Savage, and uh, the Lost Boy by YBM Corday. Yeah, out of Meek and and um, yeah, I Meek had a, mm-hmm. I had a solid album. They're never gonna. I mean, Meek I, I would think that Meek would have appealed more to the Grammy, whatever they're called, board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and he performed, and usually it goes to someone who. With the way that the, the way that these award shows are tending to go, if they're not like the BET Awards, are led by. A, a, uh, or backed by a black majority Do you think they even really get What should be R&B and rap albums Or music like do you think that we're We're seeing even though rap is the biggest Genre right now are we seeing that these Older award shows just don't really quite Get what appeals to, to rap fans yeah. No I No I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm At this point I'm tired of making excuses For them I think they're doing this on purpose now Mm, now okay. we're tuning in every year just to see this shit. That makes sense. I've been feeling that way for a while though. Like, who are the voters? You know what I mean? Mm. Because are they actual fans of the genre? Like, I don't know. Yo, what if these if here? these record labels are finding them, how come they can't figure it out? Yeah. Yeah. You would think it wouldn't be that hard. Like, especially like I said, with rap being the biggest genre right now, like it wouldn't be that hard to get a rap category right, but year after year after year, they keep getting it wrong. I don't see how they're still clueless. Yeah. I mean, we're available. <laughs> <laughs> Big facts. Big facts. Do you guys even watch award shows live anymore? Nah. 
I, I catch everything to. on Twitter. Okay. I try to. But Sunday, you know, obviously my whole shit was out of whack because of the Kobe news. So I was like, no way I'm watching this. Um, I did. So I DVR'd it. And the next day, like, I skipped to the Nip tribute. It was cute how they added in Kobe yeah. at the end. But then also felt unfucking believable Like... <laughs> I'm watching a tribute to Nipsey, like the day that Kobe died, and now this is a tribute to Nipsey and Kobe. Crazy. Like, I don't know. It just was really. It felt crazy. So crazy. Yeah. But another reason why I stopped watching is because of the, you know, there's not a lot of artists that I like. Right. That's true. That'll do it too. Like yeah. Billie Eilish. <laughs> Unless we're getting a heads up that, you know, Cole or K-Dot might perform. Even the Drake. Um, no. It's nothing for me to watch. Yeah. Yo, go. but I but I have to tell you, while I was so while I was fast forwarding to get to the Nip tribute, I saw Usher performing. So I'm like, what's this? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just tell you? <laughs> I, I got some I got some text messages about that. I said, leave my guy alone, goddammit. <laughs> now listen, you know I love Usher. I love Usher too, though. Like a, but he was not the best person to do a tribute to Prince. Yo, baby. It was but not you, good. You, you want to know the crazy thing is? I'll be the first one to stand up for Usher and be like, Usher can Usher can take somebody else's song and make it so much better. Yeah. But then when I found out it was Prince, I said, yo, I don't know. Yo, I, <laughs> that's Prince. You gotta get the right one for that one. It's, yeah. it's only it's it's I don't I can't think of anyone who would be able to do Prince a Prince tribute justice. Usher definitely didn't, but I can't what I can't suggest it? who. Uh what's his name? God. The weekend. No, 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 no. Oh. oh, my God. His name is... I just... We just finished talking about him. Anderson. Anderson Park? No, 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 no. The, the dancing one. Igor, uh, what's what his face? No, he's more... He's more... He's more pop. Um, Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! You better that's stop crazy. taking those edibles before yeah, bro, the show. You, yeah, you gotta stop. <laughs> no, but no, no. Seriously, seriously. I we me and my fellow, me and the fellas was talking about him because because I think he actually did a Prince tribute. Why is it so funny? And he's the only one that actually did it well. He performed on in uh, in the Super Bowl. Oh, Bruno Mars. There we go, Bruno uh, Mars. Still, I I could kind of see that. I could kind of uh, see that. I don't know. Uh, I'm better know. than Usher. Uh, yeah, just leave it alone. Play, play, play old Prince performances, bro. Like, I, I yeah. let's get a montage. Get like, hologram. Get a hologram. Because Usher, yeah, even, he even looks stupid. I was yeah. like, what? He knew. He knew. Usher, Usher's very self-aware. I, I, I know. In those, uh, with him, pra- with those practices, he was like, you know what? <laughs> right. Did the I, did the check clear? All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, I'm I'm MJ over Prince all day, but I know damn well when it comes to Prince, you have to have that shit right. You yeah. gotta have that correct. Yeah. Yeah. And he did not. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so moving moving into our actual last topic. And this is funny because one one day I can't remember how many episodes ago it was, but we talked about like other people in hip hop who should have a biopic. And none of us brought up DJ Screw, but a DJ Screw biopic is on the way. A first trailer and came out. Are we ready for that? I don't know. I'm ready for that. <laughs> so I, who's playing him? Ah, I, I don't know. Hold on, let me look this up. He might be a um, 
He might not be a high profile. Yeah, I don't think he actor. is. We'll see. Do, 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 do. I like that the South is getting recognized like that, though. Yeah. Uh, have you guys been watching the Hip Hop Evolution series? Yeah, of course. Of course. Okay, the yeah. episode in which they talk about DJ Screw was, was amazing. Yeah. 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 The way they represented the South, though, from from Miami to Atlanta to Houston. I think they got Mississippi up in there. Oh, to the Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's not a big name. No cast at, yet. At, at all. Cast. Yeah. So. No, but so what about the trailer though? Yeah, the tra- I'm I'm just saying that there's no there no name actors like no it's names. not yeah, oh, okay. it's not Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. But yeah, it's 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 just it's it's good. I, I mean, I'm glad that they're bringing like DJ Screw to a like to have a biopic actual movie where people get to know more about him and, and see his life because even in the hip hop series on Netflix, like there are things on there that I did not know about at all. Like it it so I'm I'm excited to see it play out on and you know, when we get as we get more of our stories told, it's always gonna be best for the culture. So I'm glad that we're getting mm-hmm. our story told. Yep. No comment. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> all right. We're gonna go ahead and get into our first break. When we come back, we're gonna finally be talking about some power. Hey guys, it's your girl Beck Easy. Hi everybody, it's your girl Joanne. Hey guys, it's Trell and this is The, the team. team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we're back and all right, I'm just going to go ahead and bury the lead on this one. This new episode of Power, and Mary, we're going to come to you first because you didn't get to get your thoughts off about the last last week's episode with the Tommy. So yes. we'll we'll let you get all that off. But I was pissed to have an <laughs> episode an episode built around Tate. Necessar- it w- it isn't necessarily bad off the top, but it's the episode before last for the entire series. Nobody gives a, two fucks about like for him to get a whole episode, half of episode. Okay, if this would have been like see, we knew season seven was coming. Okay, I can take a Tate episode. And while it was good, I'm not saying it was bad at all. I really didn't give a damn what happened. Like they could have never showed what, what where he ended up, and I wouldn't have thought about it. I want to know who the fuck shot Ghost. But go ahead, right. Mary. What do you what do you think about last week and this week's episode? So first of all, does it make me a horrible person to be happy that Tommy got away? No, no, because I am too. Right? Like I was like, you know what? Somebody got to get out of this, and. <laughs> I don't know. I was actually happy after he kind of had that recognizance that ghost really, you know, wasn't out to get him the whole time. And he was like, let me go save him. I don't know. I kind of started feeling differently about Tommy too. So I was happy with how that ended. Um, Definitely think the little girl, you know, uh, What's his name? Damn, I don't remember his name. I keep wanting to call him Turtle because that was his name in Entourage. Oh, uh, <laughs> and he's from Staten Island, so I really, in real life, so I should Proctor, know. right? Yeah, Proctor. Yeah, it's Proctor. There you go. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, Proctor's daughter is going to be a part of whatever spinoff there is, mm. for sure. Um, but yeah, so I was happy about that. That's basically that on that episode. Yeah, the Tate thing, it's, I felt like Tate the way I felt about the past episode where it was like really like I just don't want to see them running all over the place and (laughs) like it was like anxiety like almost it was kind of like all right so what's going on here like they they both of them both of these characters kind of let their need for revenge kind of ruin them 
or like get take their eye off the prize. Like, I don't know. It was just strange. Um, yeah. And then I don't know. The whole Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> Shout out to Sid, man. Shout out to Sid. But wow. then, yeah. Did you know that was Cedric the Entertainer? Listen, in Tommy and Tommy's. Uh, I, so when on Tommy's episode, I said, "Damn, that, that dude looks like Cedric the Entertainer." Never thinking, <laughs> never thinking that they would actually get Cedric the Entertainer to play a fucking gangster. Like I'm just like, "Damn, that, was that that kind of look like Cedric? like?" Because they only showed him for a split second. Then at the end of the Tommy episode, when they played like the preview of next week's, and you actually saw it was Cedric the Entertainer, I was like, "I'll be fucking damned!" Like, yeah. <laughs> But then it was like the son could have easily murked Tate if he yeah. would have just not hesitated. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Like, you're out here talking to him. What's the point of that? Um, the brother is an interesting, uh, an interesting twist. Yeah. His Tate's actual brother. brother. Yeah, his actual, his actual brother. brother. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say his actual brother. That's they must crazy. Have how they did fathers that. or something because they don't look shit alike. But you don't think they look alike? No. I think his brother looked like an out of shape. Out of yeah. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> but but it was interesting. The twist there was interesting. Um, but for what? Because next week, the next episode's the last season, and I don't know where they're going with that character development. Unless the brother's somewhat involved, why did you just introduce us well, to someone else? I think it's unless I think it's, unless Tate is involved in the next well, in the next spinoff. Yeah, I think that I think everything that we're seeing here, like a lot of these, I think. The main uh, FBI or detective lady, I keep forgetting her name. She's going to be Blanca. in the spinoff. Yeah, Blanca's going to be in the spinoff. They set Tate, Tate up to be in the spinoff. I really think like a lot of these threads, and and Fifty keeps describing the spinoff as as book two of Power. So if it really is just another book, rather than looking at it as like a as his own complete separate thing, a lot of these threads could pick up pick up in that in the new series. Yeah, I kind of like that too. Yeah. Yeah, but so. the question still remains: Who do we think shot ghost? It's not Tyreek. It's Tyreek. I'm telling you, at this Tariq. point now, and that's what I'm so pissed off about. They drew out this like these extra five episodes when they announced the season. They're like, "Oh, we're getting five extra episodes." You didn't have to give us any of this shit, bro. Like as much as I love the Tommy episode, as much as I love the Dre episode, you really didn't need like these four episodes so far. Have really been like. I don't see why it, that couldn't have been because we had slow episodes the first a couple of slow episodes the first ten the first part of this season like you could have just with better writing you could have uh, like I don't know man it's just, it's, this just feels cheap this whole second half of the season since Ghost got shot and everything being from different people's perspectives and during basically the same time period and some of the scenes are different because they want to highlight uh, 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 Kemp said that they want to highlight the fact that depending on whose perspective it is that's why the scenes are a little bit different like this is all just as contrived bullshit to me at this point I think it's because of the lack of uh, character development early on so yeah. if uh, Angela's sister would have had a major role if Governor Tate would have had I don't know well I think he had a good role then yeah. we might be looking at it different because probably at the time when they was thinking about those scenarios they thought they was killing it but because of all their characters as not fully developed we didn't care for those full episodes like you said governor tate and angela's sister probably could have shared an episode together yes you i know? agree with that so i mean running around all frantically throughout the whole day exactly. <laughs> it's like... yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean i i this is why I feel like I got to roll with Mary on this one. I feel like it's not, I feel like it's not Tyreek. Cause I feel like when Tommy looked up, I feel like he would have yelled out Tyreek's name. 
Every not because the writers are stupid. Like, let her go. You know, let you know, her go. You know what's funny? I wouldn't be surprised if in the last episode we do see Tommy yell out somebody's name because they've been doing these different perspectives. Like the whole scene with Tommy and Paz were completely different in each other's episodes. So like just because we saw that doesn't mean shit. Like that's that's it's what they true. set up. It doesn't mean shit. Um, what about the scene that Fiddy leaked? Oh, you want to talk about that. I mean, I'm saying it's like in that it was Tasha. Yeah. <laughs> Are we not talking about it? <laughs> I I'm just, sorry, I, I missed that rule. No, you're no, you're you're fine. It's just that, so yeah, the, it leaked out. He leaked. Well, before that, it leaked out a scene of Tariq shooting him. So it's like, all right. right. So I don't know, man. I re, I really I, just. I, I'm thinking he. <clears throat> I'm thinking he would pull a gun on Tasha before he pull out the gun on Tariq. Though. That's true because she, he was because he already he tried. Already he, you know, to kill he was gonna, yeah, he was gonna try to kill her. So I. I but then what about Ramona? Whatever her name. As is. much as I yeah, had that, that theory that it was going to be her, I don't think it's going to like. And she's got to have something to do with it, or what? Where the fuck did she come from? The, the whole last episode. The whole last episode is leaked right now. Like if you you can Google it and see the whole last episode. I have it, but it's out there. But my, I wonder if Fifty would purposely leak that, and then the episode be completely say, different when we see it. On completely different. And yeah, they've already announced too. That. It's not coming out this Sunday because it's Super Bowl yeah. Sunday, so we're not getting the final episode till the night. Stop. So, so tell me this then, hey, if you feel like it's Tyree, are you you good with that ending? No, because it's the most it's the most straightforward. Like this, that's what everyone expected. It's what everyone right. expected, and for to end it, um, and that's why I say they're not as much as they're they're promoting this as the final episode of the final season of Power. They're not handling it that way. They are truly handling it as this new spinoff is just season seven. That's how I feel. So yeah, I just I feel like that. I feel like Ghost's death, and especially with the new the new spinoff being called Power Ghost. I really think that it's going to be how Jamie St. Patrick, whatever legacy he leaves or whatever happens towards the end, affects the new season. I think he's he's not going to be present, but he's still going to be very well felt in the in the new season. And that's just like I don't know. You don't think it'll be an origin story? I think Baylor had that theory, and I think that's feasible. It, it is feasible, but. I don't know. I just I I I think it's gonna be pretty straight. Ever right now, I just think everything's gonna be straightforward. Tariq killed him. It's gonna be a Tariq spinoff. Mm. All right, fifty one though, because look how we talking. Yeah, he always wins, bro. He always <laughs> wins. That, that that's why they named the episode that because that's really fifty. That was fifty talking about himself. He always wins. Some yeah. people are just unstoppable. <laughs> 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 All right, so final final verdict. My mine is Tariq shot him. We'll find out in two weeks. Mary, final, final word. Because we're not going to talk about it next week. Who shot Who shot Ghost? I think it's going to be Ramona. I still do. Okay. Or she's going to have something to do with it. Okay. Baylor? I'm going with Mary on this one. All right. Well, we gonna <laughs> I see. got to, man, because it's the only one that. I hope yeah. you're right. I don't want. This is one of those times I do not want to be right at all. Because if it's. Well, still, I don't either. Yeah. Actually. Because then it's like, damn, he let his guard down with. A new bitch, you know what I mean? <laughs> if it's Tariq, then it's like, all right, well, that's his son. So yeah. I still stay with my original stance of where the fuck is the security at? True. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, people ghost, still walking in, gonna... getting drinks. <laughs> For real, everyone just walks up into that joint. No metal detector. And like, he always on. tells them to get a drink on their way out. So. Right. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, <laughs> moving on from power, we don't really have any new music to talk about, but Lil Wayne did announce that his new album, Funeral, will be coming out. Actually, it comes out this Friday. What do you guys think about new a new Lil Wayne album in 2020? Uh, I mean, not that it's, it's his fault, but sheesh, that's bad timing. 
Um, I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah, we got I you. I guess <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not excited about it, but you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like he's Car- he's he's in that he's in that uh that category of artists where I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. The Car- waiting for the Carter um his last release was because like that that was like a pent up frustration. We wanted that album for so long. I just wanted to hear what it was going to sound like even though a lot of that music was old. Um I just I don't know if Lil Wayne still has it. Uh, well, I know he doesn't still have it like he like like maybe he'll surprise me in this one. I'm not saying that I'm not excited for it. I'm not even necessarily looking forward to it. I'm going to listen to it, but I'm 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 going in with the utmost of low expectations. So maybe I'll be surprised. Well, I feel like he's gonna be singing on that shit or something. Man, it's not it's not a Carter album, so I don't know, man. <clears throat> maybe he's singing all church hymns. Maybe Kanye did all the production on it. Yeah, I'd be interested in the um in the features. I don't care. I hate to say it. I don't. I really just don't care right now. <laughs> Dang, Lil Wayne, we are at this point with you. Oh man! All right, well, we're gonna go ahead and get into our last break. When we come back, we're gonna finally finish our best live performer brackets. So we'll be right back after this. What up, everybody? This is Scoop Grady. This is your boy AB. Make sure y'all check out the Inside Scoop the second of every Wednesday. Make sure y'all check us out. Yeah, man, we dropping this shit every other Wednesday, man, at eleven motherfucking o'clock. Please, kill, kill, double fucking kill. Do 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 do. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're back to finish off the live performer brackets. Uh, this has been this has been going on for a while. I know we had some times where we had to take breaks from it, and then we took a break with the holiday. So to finally finish it off, we're in round three. Before we get into the finals, the first one, the first matchup: Beyonce versus James Brown. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's clearly bad. No, no disrespect to James Brown, but come on now. Um, <laughs> Freddie Mercury versus Missy Elliott. Darn. I'm going Missy on this one. I think I'm, I am. Uh, I'm going with Missy too. One. All right. Well, Missy, Missy swept <laughs> yeah, that that's one. Yeah, like, that's like an eight versus nine seed in the, the March Madness. <laughs> right. All right. Michael Jackson versus Lady Gaga. Oh my God, Lady Gaga is a guy. I don't know how MJ gonna get past her. Oh well, he. I, I'm going MJ. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Me too. All right, Prince versus Usher. Isn't it funny how that one worked out? How you not go with Usher? I mean, he's (laughs) no Usher couldn't even do a Prince tribute. Exactly, yeah, right there. Yeah, Prince. Yeah, he won that by at least thirty-five. Yeah, that's so funny how that worked out. Wow. All right, so (laughs) semi-finals. Before we get into the finals, Beyonce and Missy Elliott. Beyonce. I'm going Missy on this one. A because Missy. If Beyonce was fat, she would have not been able to do what Missy Elliott did when she was fat. I'm giving it to Missy Elliott. There you go. I don't give a fuck. I know I'm going to get hate mail and tweets. I don't care. I'm picking Missy Elliott over Beyonce. No, Beyonce. Okay. Baylor, Come on, Baylor. You Make the, the right choice here, Baylor. I'm I'm going to go shit, man. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Bay. I'm going to go with Bay. Yep. Jesus. I'm going to go with Bay. Just because, her, just because of her latest performance. Just because of her latest okay. performance. I can understand that. Still going Missy Elliott. Uh, 
Michael Jackson versus Prince. Oh, see, here we go. Now this is <laughs> here we This go. is what I have been waiting for. Oh my God. Somebody should have been upset by now. Um We already know. Hayes, you got you're gonna be the deal breaker here. <laughs> yeah. I'm you know I'm going MJ. And you know I'm Prince all day, A day. Oh, y'all really gonna make me do this. Um yeah, I just did that to me. Think about the Super Bowl performance. Think about playing mad instruments. Think about him throwing that hat into the crowd. Think about hitting high notes. Think about how that moonwalk affected a lot of people. Think about those guitar riffs. <laughs> <laughs> Think about Billy and Gene. Think oh about Purple Rain. Why is this happening to me? Think about Jackson Street. I'm going... <laughs> I'm going Prince. Oh my God! Oh my God! This is bad. Oh, we already know. Oh, we already wait till we get to the finals. Uh, well, we're in oh the finals now. Beyonce versus Prince. Before we even get there, this is like I'm a Raiders fan, so this is like watching the Super Bowl between the Niners and Kansas City. Raiders fans know what I'm talking about. Fuck, I gotta go with Prince. This is this is seriously. As if we were able to see Michael Jordan in his prime versus LeBron in his prime. Yeah. They they got to be Bron there, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Prince simply because live instrument. Okay. Mary? Goddamn. <laughs> this is not easy for me right now. This is bullshit anyway. Yeah. No, it isn't. Um... <laughs> I mean, so I was going to say they because she's meticulous in her performances. She's involved in every aspect and really sees what the audience sees before she even performs. But same for Prince. Um, close the door. Sorry. Um, really? Turn the line on. Sorry, they ain't never had her ass cheeks out like Prince though. See, now, now I got distracted. Oh man! Um, damn, damn! This is not easy. We know who can make pancakes better, right? And I do love pancakes, but I don't know. What are you thinking, Hayes? I need some help. Uh, okay, this is uh, this let's is... let's talk this through. So okay. So Beyonce's performances, like we we've we've got to see what went into her performing. We get we get to see like how meticulous she is, like you said. With Prince, we didn't have access to stars like we do Beyonce. But I want to say that I feel like Prince's if we had a documentary on Prince getting ready for a performance, it would have been very similar with some dunking on people and some pancakes added on top of everything else. Um, I just. Hey, you just picked Missy Elliott against Bay. I know, I know, but I got to deal with what's what's in front of us now. I, okay, this is what I'm going to say. For the live instruments, I'm picking Prince. Because this is a performer. This isn't the better singing. This isn't the better... Just It's not just that. But when you couple okay. in the fact that he's able to play live instruments, I got to put him over Beyonce for that. All right, and I agree. So wow, clean sweep. Prince is the best live performer Ever according to the Breaks Radio, we want to know how you guys feel. Who who do you think should have won it? Do you think Beyonce should have won over Prince? Do you agree with me that Missy Elliott should have been in the finals over Beyonce? I know not many people are going to agree on that, but fuck it, I'm riding that horse until the legs fall off. Um, but that's it. This is another episode of the Breaks Radio. You guys got any thoughts on on how this shook down? MJ, baby, they can't they can't change what we did. They can't change what we did. 
God. Oh, I felt like the Grammys all over again. Somebody got snubbed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, if there's nothing else, uh, Mary, I'll go to you first. Go ahead and give me your social media, any parting thoughts, words, anything. So I'm at Miss Mary Almonte across all social platforms. And aside from all the shit we just talked, um, I didn't get to talk about some of the music from last week. So I just want to say that I have that Mac Miller joint on repeat. Mm. So. Wow. What about, what about yeah, him? Sir. What about him? I mean, he went off on this one, but Mac Miller touched me in a, well, that didn't sound right, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm feeling Mac Miller's joint on a different level. All right. Fair enough. Like Blue World, that's my, my shit right now. Anyway. All right, Baylor. I want I want you to listen to that darkness track and tell me what you think on the M's. Okay. And I'll have to re-listen. I, I want um can can we get a I watched it already, but um Baron Davis show. What the fuck? Baron Davis is on Hulu and every show is like like 10, 15 minutes. You can literally watch the whole season in like an hour, hour and a half. Okay. I'm going to have to go check um, it out. It's a lot of, I love it because it's a lot of dry humor. So I'm a dry humor type of person. So check it out and uh, see if y'all like it. I think it's hilarious. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, that, I guess that leaves me. You got, oh, Bailey, did you give me your social media handle? Oh, at Bailey the Great on all social media platforms. BTG for president. Overrun with BTG. Um, Everybody out there, go kiss your loved ones. <laughs> and you can follow yeah. me at CEO Hayes. That's at CEO H A I Z E. And just kind of pick it back off what Baylor said. I just, just, just hug the people you love because you never know. Life's short. It can be, it can be something that takes you out that isn't even in your control. You can work out. You can eat healthy. You can do all that stuff. But all it takes is one is something to go wrong that that can end everything. So just. Tell the people you love that you love them. Hold them close uh, when you get the opportunity to. Um, but that's it. I got nothing else. Anything from anyone else before we close? All right. That's been be another episode of The Breaks Radio, and we are out. Peace. I want to be the best. Simple as playing. That's why I play the game. But to be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. Drives me. He's the best player in the game. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. He will defend your best player. He will shoot from the perimeter. He will get all in your mug. He will do whatever it takes. He is the most complete basketball player in the game today, bar none. He has an assassin's mentality. I said this week, I said this when the trade went down, and I'll repeat it again. Who's starving more for an NBA World Championship more than Kobe Bryant? There is no one. This guy is highly motivated separates Kobe from the pack, from the pack. more than Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant. There, is there is no, is no one, no one. Okay. Kobe doing work, 2-4 on my shirt, he the greatest on the court and I'm the greatest on the verse, going for the fourth ring like it was his first, gotta get the gleam, do it for Kareem, 2-4 so nice, my flow so mean, catch me at the game, sitting next to Goldstein, Kobe Bryant Nikes, purple gold strings, Kobe in the game, don't get no
exhaustion No time for resting Cause I don't take breaks I just break records <laughs> And I prefer the ball with three seconds And I bet we go in it all in three seconds You did? That is a guarantee apparently And please tell your defense Don't ever man to man with me Double team, triple team You defenders tickle me But I never let them get to me Literally Step back and give them a three Ain't, ain't no defender me I've been quoted saying that he's definitely the best player in our league. Um, to me, in my eyes, the best scorer in our in our in our league. And it's I mean I don't know if it's another it's not another guy in this league that can accomplish something.